attention parents, what you're about to see is not suitable for kids. Shoot, it's not even suitable for some grown-ups. You might want to walk away now if you ain't into these type of things. I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. I'm going to deliver the goods because I'm alive and I'm not backing down. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Not even supposed to be here today. Disgusting, vomit-inducing thing. Hola, creepos. Welcome to another edition of your favorite true crime podcast, the show about creeps by creeps for you creeps. Carl, full disclosure. Yeah. We're recording this after the episode you're about to hear. So we know what's going to happen in this episode, guys. It's exciting. Yeah. Aliens, take Carl. No, don't tell him. So... We had some technical problems. The audio at the beginning of the show is a little messed up. So we're recording this just to let you know that we're going to start the show towards the beginning, but it's going to be a little bit different than normal. Vinny's not had a good day today, folks. Be kind. Please go easy on him. All right. Enjoy the show already in progress. (laughs) This is a fun start. We're professional podcasters, everybody. I have never been I have never been this annoyed with everything Which in is my life. Surprising because I've been doing the show with you for over two years and you get annoyed. You've been known to get a little annoyed from time to time. And I'm talking like annoyed like the pizza comes and it's cold annoyed, like super annoyed. What why are we doing that now? Why are you trying to do something? Sorry, I'm sorry to me to bring up past memories. Uh, All right. So you won the uh the Creepiest couple from last week? Is yeah. that what to believe? Yeah, I don't and care. That means anymore. you won the creep off this round. You're five to two. All the joy has been robbed from my soul. Congratulations. Good. You get to spin the fucking wheel. Oh, today. dude, I, I hope I spin, move the uh, the spin to the other person. Well, I have great news for you. I added a new category. Did you? Because we had to take off Gary and Deanna. Right. So what did you put on there? You're going to love it, Carl. It okay. is uh, Winner's Choice. Winner's Choice, huh? Winner's Choice. Seems natural. I thought we had a great idea that came in. Yeah, but I like Winner's Choice better because <laughs> okay. here's why. Because if you if you land on Winner's Choice, yes, and I get to pick, right, you're gonna have a really really long car trip because here's <sighs> what's gonna happen. Oh boy, you're gonna go to Gary, Indiana first, right, and then you're gonna have to drive to Baltimore to go to Tom Meyer's restaurant on your way back up to Rochester. Just calling my shot now. Well, so you didn't actually add a category. You just doubled up drive to Baltimore, something I told you I'm not going to do. There's just two of those now. Okay. <laughs> Good job, Vinny. Well, you always can, again, you know, you could decline and then I could pick something else. Okay. And that will become, you know, the two hour handcuff punishment where you're going to have to listen to a song, the same song over and over again for two hours. And we'll find out if the bills still make you want to shout. <laughs> Carl. God damn. <laughs> if that's the song, holy shit, I will become a Giants fan so fast. There's so many good things that can happen today, even though things started so badly. New York football giants, baby. (sighs) So we decided this week we were going to do a uh, category that we have not touched on that I feel like is way overdue. Creepiest clerk. Now, when you think creepiest clerk, some people think that can mean a lot of stuff. We're talking convenience stores, gas stations like 
retail clerk, basically. Yes, right. Carl? Yeah, of course. Okay. And this was hard to research because it turns out the creeps in these scenarios are oftentimes the customer. And not so much the store clerk. So much harder of a category than I thought. Yeah. Because every time you look up, uh, you know, clerk uh, arrested, Mm -hmm. you get someone murdered clerk arrested. Yes. There's a lot of that. They're like the Ensign Rickies of retail. They die on every away mission. Yeah. These convenience store clerks. They're dropping all over town. At least they're paid well, though. So they got that going for them. (laughs) What a shit job that is. (laughs) I mean... Bullet collector should be your fucking name. It should, <laughs> right. should be the job title. It should not be retail uh, retail associate or whatever the fuck they call them. You open up the handbook. It's like, um, all right, just always remember this. Get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> just get out of the way. If they have a gun, you know. Get out of the way. You know, say a quick prayer. Yep. I don't know, man. I wouldn't. I've never worked in a gas station. Me neither. I had a good friend who did, and mm-hmm. it was the funniest thing. He had a real bad run of luck. This guy. And he gets this job working at this gas station, and he calls me one day, and he's all upset. And he goes, I got fired. And I'm like, why? He goes, I didn't realize they had cameras in there. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean you didn't realize they had cameras yeah, I didn't there? Know so that. He's like, I don't know. They never let me in the back room. I just had to stay out there and do the stuff. But he literally was walking into the cooler and just like taking cases of beer and then walking out to his trunk and putting it in his trunk well, and walking back in there. I thought you were going to tell me he was jerking off or something. So, I mean, they, that's not as embarrassing. No, he's just robbing the place by he goes Vinny they watched me have like a a, like a food spree I was just walking down the aisle taking granola bars and eating it's hilarious um Hey, wow, what a, what a dumb idiot your oh, friend is. Oh, he is a dumb idiot. Yeah, it's really unintelligent. To He's, done he some time. That. He's done some time. Um, one of the people I researched that I almost brought was a woman who stole $50,000 worth of lottery tickets over months of time, just grabbing rolls of scratchers and scratching off. It took the months to find her. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, because, I mean, you could go turn those in anywhere, you know what I mean? Of but course. the other problem is, I was talking to a guy, like, recently with all the break-ins, like the one we had at the Carlson, I was talking to one guy who worked at a liquor store, and they took a lot of the lottery tickets, like the unused lottery mm-hmm. tickets, the scratchers. Yeah. And he says, we, now New York State, gives us, like, a list of what we have, so the numbers are, like, the number of each lottery ticket was reported stolen. So if those people like win and they go to put them in, they're gonna figure it out. They don't have the ink packs in there. Yeah, there's no ink packs. When you steal the lottery tickets, one of the things I noticed while I was researching, I'm yeah. sure you noticed the same thing, is that people are like these clerks are also constantly going postal on customers. That does happen from time to time. Yeah, there was one story, and I didn't choose it, but there was a woman who somebody broke a jar of salsa. In the store, she Not dropped cool. a jar of salsa and went out to her car and got a gun and started shooting at I the I feel woman. like she was probably having a day like you're having today, and that was just like the final straw, right? You're yeah, just man. Like, I got to clean salsa now? Fuck this. I swear to God. <laughs> anybody says anything to me outside of this door today. Oh, good God. Ah, Carl. Are let's, you ready to do this competition? Let's do this thing, Vinny. We're going to start over. We're going to reset. We're at zero, zero. I have to spin the wheel before the end of the show. But right now we're at zero, zero. Vinny won the last one, so he gets to start and present his creepiest clerk. Let's hear it. I don't even want to now. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are going to talk about a case that made national headlines in 1979. We, of course, are talking about a young boy who went missing named Eaton Pates. Now, Eaton was six years old. He lived in Manhattan, and he had a very exciting day on May 25th, 1979, Carl. Okay. Now, keep in mind, this is a six-year-old. His parents decided that he was a big enough boy to walk himself to the school bus. 
Yeah, that wasn't uncommon back then. It was not uncommon yeah. back then. But you know what? It's very uncommon now. Sure. Would you like to know why it's now uncommon it seems, now? It seems like something you wouldn't do, but back then everyone did it. Yeah. The reason it's uncommon now is because of my creep today, ah, a gentleman right. by the name of Pedro Hernandez. Oh, boy. Now, his parents, Julie and Stanley, reported him missing uh, his after school when he didn't come home. His teachers at the school noticed he wasn't there, didn't report it to the principal, didn't do anything. Because back then, nobody gave a fuck about any of this stuff. Yeah. Nobody thought lunatics were on the loose. But the detectives started, you know, show up, missing case, looking for the kid. This kid straight up disappeared. No one had any idea. So he was stolen by a magician, is what this you're telling me. This is 1979. Was it pen? There's not cameras everywhere the way they are now. This kid's just fucking straight up gone. Is it uh, David Blair? How, how was this kid disappearing? Well. Yes. This case was set cold from 1979 to 2012, Carl. Burr. Very cold. <laughs> New York Police Commissioner on May 24th, 2012, announced that a man was in custody that had implicated himself in the disappearance of young Eaton. Who's that old guy over there? Uncle Paul, Uncle Paul. That man was 51-year-old Pedro Hernandez, my creep today. Now, in 2002, his brother-in-law, Jose, reached out to the police, mm -hmm. and they said he believed that Hernandez, who was Lopez's brother-in-law, was responsible for the disappearance of Eaton Pates. Now, at the time when he went what missing- What a narc. What a tattletale. It's, there's so many years have passed now. Why are you tattletale? I'm about to tell you something truly fucked up. Yeah. Pedro Hernandez was 18 years old when Eaton went missing, okay? And it turns out that Pedro Hernandez confessed to doing this decades ago. Mm -hmm. So great But guess work. where he did it? Guess where he confessed? Um, oh, I would guess uh, in a church to a priest. To a church group of men, to a men's group at church. Okay. And none of them. Well, they probably forgave him, right? Fucking assholes. <laughs> Here's the story. He was at this church in Camden. Uh, it's a, basically a charismatic church. And he confessed this in a men's group to his spiritual leaders and a bunch of other men that are in this group together and said that he strangled a child in New York. No one in the group said anything. Mm -hmm. After this, the, the family all had a big powwow and decided to keep their fucking mouths shut. You would think that like one person would stand up and just say, Hey, that's fucked up. Yeah, the brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Who in 2012 is like talking to his wife and his wife, yeah, yeah, well, he said he strangled a kid back in the day. What? What did you do? He lost it. He was like, what? I can't believe this. And he told, what, told everybody. He told the cops. So when the cops arrest this guy, they go. Is and there they, a statute of limitations on this? On murder? Thing? Absolutely not. Okay. On murder, no. Okay. So they go to the priest, or the guy, or the, the preacher who was in charge of this. And would you like to know what this fucking dickhead said? He said the reason he didn't go to the detectives was because Hernandez did not confess to me in a one on one setting. What an asshole! He told everybody, so I don't know. I was supposed to do it, I guess. Right. Fucking dickhead. So the cops obviously question him and carl i would like to play for you uh a videotaped uh discussion of what happened to young eaton okay would you like to hear from the horse's mouth oh i bet this is gonna be fun enjoy kids this won't be nightmarish at all hope you I'm all sure. feel as bad as i do inside today 
Was he um, ever around the store at another time? Just I never seen that kid in in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. You were working at the store for how long before this happened? I'm gonna fast forward a little bit. I'm not sure. Year, two years. And you would. Todd Pates never came into the store. You never seen him. You ne- you never saw him in the store. You never saw him. Never period. seen him in the store. Never seen him before. You had never seen him before. Never. Mm-hmm. When you did see him, how long was he standing there before you? Um, before you approached him. Five minutes. Um, were you watching him? Were you going up and down the stairs? Okay, so doing? this kid is just standing by the front of this bodega, mm-hmm. and this 18-year-old kid who works there is bringing up sodas from the basement. During these five minutes. I went to the store, put this, the sodas in the store, mm-hmm. come back up, and I stand in front of the store, and there he was, in the mm-hmm. front of the store. Then I approached him and I asked him if he wanted something to drink. Mm-hmm. He didn't answer me. He nodded his head. I went down to the basement, he followed me to the basement. And whatever happened there, I choked him. It was something that just happened like quick. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah, so just never happens. saw the kid in my life. It just happens, you know. He follow you down the stairs. I was like, "You want a down. soda?" We walked down the stairs, and I just fucking decided to strangle him, Carl. So this kid just went completely missing. Nobody had any idea what happened to him. Yes. Would you like to know what he did with the body? What did he do? There you go. Something smart, obviously. Then when I choked him, I started shaking. And uh, there was a plastic bag and a box. Where did it came from? I do not know. It was there. So I put him inside the bag. Then I tied the bag with the same bag. I put him inside the box. It was like a banana box, something. Specifics are important. Mm -hmm. What kind of box was it? It was a cardboard box. I put him up. On my shoulder, I cut him out of the store, out to like a block away, a block and a half, away from the store. I took him, I put him like a block and a half away, and I walked back to the store, and I started working just like nothing. Then when I choked him. That's right. He went through the kid in the trash. Right. Smart. And then he went back to work. Well, yeah. You don't want to be suspicious, obviously. I'm like, sorry that was so long. Have a normal day. But that really crawled me out of my skin today. Well, he doesn't really to seem it. to have a motive or an explanation for it. He's like, I don't know. The kid came downstairs. I killed him. Threw him in a bag. Walked him a block away. And went about my day? <laughs> what else do you want to know? Carl, this, is the, this was the end to a story that was very, very big. And the reason why I decided to tell this one today, some fun facts I left out. In 1983, President Ronald Reagan I've heard of him. declared May 25th National Missing Children's Day in honor of Eaton Pate on the day he disappeared. 
Did you know that? I it was didn't. for this fucking kid. I don't celebrate missing persons day or missing children day. It's you, not you a big don't? holiday in my family. Yeah, no, we don't we don't picnic, we don't get together. We Aren't don't do you anything. like the Namla guys? Don't you put on pink? Yeah, and go no. running around? No, we don't. Okay. So then check this out. Um Ethan Pate was also the first kid. And here's a picture of him. The first kid that they put on the side of a milk carton who went missing. Oh, how did that work out? They find him? They're no. like, this is working so well. Let's keep putting more kids on milk cartons. No one ever found him. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Gone. But my creep today is a guy for no reason murdered a six-year-old and then just went back to work at his job in his fucking bodega. Hey. That's my creepiest clerk. Vinny, that's a great presentation. I want to say we forgot that because of all the technical issues we were having, we forgot that today is Super Chat Monday, a very important holiday, even more important than Missing Kids Day. I believe that it was Reagan, though, who started Super Chat Monday as a tradition in this country. And I want to thank... Oh, yes, yeah, Super Chat Monday. Bisnichio for $20. He's got to get back to work. He says, Vinny's giddiness to handcuff Carl makes me pretty uncomfortable. I hope we can get that weirdness out of the way this week. I... Agree, sir. It's a bit weird. I don't want to handcuff oh, you. Oh, you seem to be hell-bent. You don't have to be handcuffed. I'm just going to make you listen to the same song, and I get to pick the volume. And my pants are going to be where? Around my ankles? Is that what you said? Because that seems a little bit odd, too, Vinny. I don't know why you want that to happen. It's just part of the consequence, <laughs> like, All right, I mean, fair I don't enough. You, you don't make the you. rules. I get it. Uh, All right. You ready so- for my creep this week? Yeah, and can I also say part of my bad day was I was originally going to do your creep, yeah, but I, I forgot to text Carl. You forgot to text me in time, and then I texted you. <laughs> I'm, I know I felt bad, but it's fine. Go get them. Them's, them's the rules. Go get them, Tiger. This is this this is the worst show I've ever done in my life. Oh, I don't think that's true. I've seen some pretty poor performances out of you, sir. I don't uh, think this is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go pretty bad. You got to go pretty sideways. Thanks, pal. All right. So let me present my uh, my creep this week. And uh, I'm actually going to let this guy, Philip Scott. He has a channel called Philip Scott Audio Experience. And he captured the news story on here. So if you play my track number two, this is going to break down what happened. You want me to play video one for you? Video two, please. Video two. Start with number two. 56-year-old Gregory Evans stopped in the Princess Market convenience store on Raleigh Road. Once inside, his family says Evans started having a seizure and was confronted by the clerk behind the counter. Cell phone video shows what happened next. Get up. Get up. Can you pause it real quick? I can. I don't know if that's a beating. Yeah, so they didn't play the whole video on this clip. There's a longer video of... So what happens is, this guy, Sobhi Hassan, who's working at this lovely-looking convenience store. It's all boarded up in a horrible neighborhood in South that Carolina. That box my creep put the kid in is nicer <laughs> yeah, right. than that store. Exactly, yeah. So we're in Rocky Mount, South Carolina. Sobhi Hassan sees this uh, black gentleman in his 50s, and uh, he's having a seizure so Sobe doesn't know what he's up to. He probably thinks he's ODing or something. So he just starts whacking him in the legs with a stick as hard as he can. Get out. Get the fuck out of here. As if you're like trying to shoo a, a dog away. I want to watch it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a second because it's so fun. All right. What happened next? Get up. 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 Get up.
That's, I mean, again, that's like a light spanking. You pay people to spank you like that. That's I not. I don't know. The guy was hospitalized for this. Let's take a look. Okay. Video quickly spread across Rocky Mount. The, the video was, was horrible to really look at, to see a person really treated less than a human being. Protesters began lining the street, calling for the store to be shut down, even holding a community meeting at Ebenezer Baptist Church Monday, where the victim's sister gave an update on Evan's condition and called for justice. He still had full mobility of his body. It's but um, he's, um, he's okay. Also present at the meeting, leaders of the Rocky Mount Police Department. And yesterday, they took action, saying after WRAL sent them the video, they investigated and arrested 68-year-old Sobi Hassan, charging the employee with simple assault. There's watch. All right, okay. so... Okay. So there's some tattletales involved in this. So what happened is this video goes viral. Whoever was in the store shoots this guy beating the shit out of the customer here. So that video gets out and this news channel, WRAL, these narcs decide to send that to the police. And this guy, Sophie Assad, is just trying to run a, a convenience store in maybe not the world's greatest neighborhood, gets arrested for it. Yeah. Well, you're not allowed to hit people with things. I'm pretty sure... <laughs> It's against the law. Especially when they're having like a medical ex- emergency. Yeah, right. Specifically that. So this guy really just didn't have like the knowledge as to what was going on. And well, he, he probably sees shenanigans going on in that store all the time, Vinny. It's like the lady with the salsa jar. This guy right. just is like, more of this shit. Yep. I can't take it anymore. I'm oh, putting an end to it. So if you play my video number three, um, <laughs> the community has responded by saying, we want this store to be closed down. Oh, no, where we get your Lucy's. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's widespread outrage is what we've seen. Today, a group gathered again to clean up trash, collect signatures, and continue to protest until the stores closed for good, saying Princess Market has failed to serve their community's needs for years, and the video was the breaking point. The guy just had no remorse at all, once again. In their country, this is how... Oh, hold on, I gotta pause that. Yeah, the, sorry, next, the next video there. All right, so what's hilarious here is that they're like, okay... We're going to get signatures. We're going to fill out these things to get this store shut down. That's not how that works at all. Like, who's going to make that decision to shut down a store? Right. The owner's allowed to operate a store if they want to. What you can do is stop shopping there. If you really want the store to be closed down, just don't go there anymore. But also, I got to think, like, if this guy loses his job, isn't that good enough or no? It's amazing. Like, nothing. no punishment to anybody is ever good enough. Right. Yeah, no, no. We have to make sure that we store we we so the person who owns the place like rents it to this family that runs it. Right. So now they want to punish the person who rented it to some family. They didn't know they were gonna start beating people with sticks. They don't know what's going on. But everyone's gotta get punished for this. I don't know what the fuck they're gonna accomplish with it. Well, I mean, they're gonna obviously sue, right? Like when is the lawsuit starting? Well, yeah, I guess, I, I suppose. So this is no, the, no. I'm uh, saying this guy should sue him for having a seizure and ruining his good name. <laughs> right? Yes. And ruining my good name. Good, of the very good point. Very good point. So the reason why I wanted to bring you this Philip Scott presenting this because Philip Scott is part of the African American community, mm-hmm. and he's going to explain to us that um, people from this country that Sobia San comes from, this is just what they do. <laughs> oh no! The guy just that. had no remorse at all. Once again, in their countries, this is how they act. You have to understand who people are. You bring that with them, okay? Now, in their country, they do that sort of thing, but that's not the way we get down here. You understand? 
I want to know what country is he referring to? I have no idea where this guy is from. And neither does this guy. He's just like, yeah, well, maybe back in your country, you can just beat black people with a stick at the store. But here in the U.S., we don't do that sort of thing. It's like, no, I'm pretty sure you don't beat people with a stick in any of these countries. I don't think that. I mean, maybe if it was a woman, sure. Yeah. If it was a woman, yes, of course. No, we don't beat black men with sticks. We we beat all women with sticks. Yes, especially if they're there without a male escorting them. Yes, of course. You know, you got to follow the rules. It's very, that's very illegal. Rules are important. So I just think without is, rules, there's chaos, Carl. So what I think it's funny is I didn't realize that there's this rift between the Middle Eastern community and the U.S. Black community. And apparently, if you play my video number five, he explains that really they just go after the black people. See, they don't go to you know white folks' neighborhoods and start beating on older white people like that. No, they're like, hi, sir. How you doing? Oh, they're they showing all their teeth and, and everything when them folks come in there. In our neighborhoods, you know what these folks do? They facilitate uh, a drug dealing. Wait a second. Are you trying to say that Middle Easterners don't fuck with white people? Are you not familiar with 9-11, sir? That was all bankers. All right. That wasn't fucking with black people. That was fucking with white people on that day. So don't even say that the whites of the Middle Easterners all get along and shit. And they're just smiling. And yeah, what, what, what can I do for you, sir? Not the case. <laughs> I think he's full of shit with that one. Uh, can I just say to the world's worst artist, when he says, Vinny, be like, we beat women. No, Vinny's like, you can't beat women. Right. That's what I said. You can't beat them. Can't beat them. They're the, they're the bee's knees, those women. women. can't beat them. It's the name of the episode <laughs> <Yeah>. right there. <laughs> By the way, Dixon Merce comes in with $2. My girlfriend's name is Balsan Chin. She's Chinese. I can't fact check that on the fly. I don't know if that's true okay. or not. He paid us $2. I'm going to go with it's true. Yeah, it probably is. Okay. Um, what was the last part of that video again? I'm sorry. I, I, I missed um, the last part. In our neighborhoods, you know what these folks do? They facilitate... Uh, uh, drug dealing. <laughs> That's it. All right, I pause it right there. So, according to this person, it's the Middle Easterners, not the CIA, who has put crack cocaine into the urban area. Just when I thought my day couldn't <laughs> get any worse, Carl starts <laughs> fucking with the CIA on the live stream. Yeah, the Middle Easterners are always bringing drugs into the black community. Everyone knows that. I'm never gonna win, <laughs> Carl. <laughs> All right, so that's my creep. Sobhi Hassan, who decided to take a stick and beat the shit out of a guy who was having a seizure. He didn't even beat the shit out of him. He was basically just spanking him. No, he was smashing him on the legs. Vinny, let me me smash you with a stick across your shins and see how you feel about it. Back of the thigh, I'll never feel it. That's true. You wouldn't even know I was there. Yeah. (laughs) But um, the guy was hospitalized, and he did have issues for, for many days after this. And he obviously had some medical issues going into it. So that's my creep. Sobi Hassan, vote on our subreddit. Please do that. For who you uh, thought brought the creepiest Middle Eastern store clerk. Carl, is it time for WATC? <laughs> I think it's time for that thing. You ready Great. for this? Let's do it. Let's go. Who are these creepos? Who are these creepos? There's a segment on the creep off where we like to prove that we are the number one true crime podcast out there today. And the way that we do that, Vinny, is by exposing all of the other true crime shows. They're not good. And we expose them one at a time. And we are petty, and we are ridiculous. 
with how we break these shows down. Yeah, we have no business calling anybody out, but here we are. But it needs to be done, Vinny. Unless someone else is going to do it, we have to do it. That's how I feel about it. We're on a mission from God. And I have a fun show for us today because this show is unlike any other true crime show we've looked at on Who Are These Creeps or even Who Are These Podcasts, for that matter. Interesting. This one came over from my buddy Kaya. And uh, Kaya turned me on to the show that's called 24 Shades of Blue. It is a Toronto police podcast. That's right. Canadians, Torontarians, your tax money is going to fund this podcast hosted by Axel. And the episode that I checked out was called Gang Prevention, Creating Safe Spaces with Sean Giris. This sounds like a Reno 911 episode. I wish it was that fun. I wish it so were. So this is produced by the Toronto Police Department? Is Correct. that what you're telling me? Yes. This is taxpayer dollars. This is what they're doing with their time. And they pay a higher tax rate in Toronto. They sure do. All yes. Right. All right. Well, they have all that ex- excessive money. They're like, what do we do with it? I don't know, start a podcast, I guess. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and get right into it. This is um, this guy is a part of the Gang Prevention Task Force. Um, you know, listen. Gang prevention task force. How did you get into this? Like, this is like so much of a, a mouthful of a title that you <laughs> we're talking about. But it's you know it, it is a big thing. How did you get into this thing? Gang prevention task force is a mouthful of a title. Is that difficult to understand, Vinny? I really enjoyed the inflection there. It was very remember Martin Short's character Jiminy Glick. Sure, very high then very low. Yeah, oh, <laughs> very high. oh, we're gonna get into this Axel character. What this the, guy talks like an idiot. The, yeah, that was not good. Gang Prevention Task Force. Gang Prevention. That's a lot of words and syllables. What does it all mean, though? Tell me more. (laughs) Tell me, yeah. I'm all ears. Well, we want to prevent gangs, and we formed a task force to do so. Yeah, there's a lot of us working in tandem together as a force. Cops cops are dummies, aren't they? Uh, All right. I, do you think anybody is judging that? How would the, the police department judge this as a success? Yeah. Like, that's I mean, they're putting question. it out there. Is it the downloads? Is it like chartable rankings? What are they looking at to find out if this I, is I'm not guessing a complete waste? Their monthly Patreon is probably what they're looking at. They're, and they're trying to build up. How is Axel the most charismatic person in the Toronto Police Department that they get to host this? Oh, yes. So Axel interjects here. And I want you to listen very closely because I have a theory on what he says, but I'm not sure. So listen to this. Um, there's a lot of good in that area. To, I want to say first, uh, some um, of the best jerks you're going to ever had in that area, yeah. by the way. Yeah, yeah. I met a lot of great people as well. Did you pick up on what he just said right there? A lot of jerks in that area as well. Oh, is that? Hold on. Let me hear. Let me, I, I couldn't tell what he said. I thought he said some of the best church you're ever going to oh. have. Hold on. Let's listen. Um, there's a lot of good in that area. To, I want to say first, uh, some um, of the best jerks you're going to ever had in that area, yeah, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I met a lot of great people as well. Jerks, church, you say potato. Well, if he's saying some of the best church you're ever going to have, that's kind of an odd thing to say. It's like, what do you think about the ghetto? I mean, it's very fun at church. Sunday mornings are a blast. Saturday nights, I don't recommend. Friday night's not great. Right. Sunday mornings. What a good time. All right. So listen to this guy's vocal fry. This sounds like Kermit had a frog in his throat. Yeah. The, I mean, the reason I asked, because I feel like you do really need a deeper, 
you know, uh, soulful meaning for these types of things, especially when you're talking to youth, talking to uh, the community for so many years, because you have to gain the trust as well to, to also learn about them and be part of it. But at the same time, um, I think there's this theme here, which I think TPS is doing really well, which is it's not taking out the water out the boat. You're actually going to the boat and patching it up right from the hole. Right from the hole. I've never heard a man. I've never heard a man speak like that for so long. <laughs> what is going I've, on? I've there? talked to people whose voices get like a little cracky and they adjust it. This guy just went for the whole fucking thing. Yeah. In spite of it. Yeah. Axel, that doesn't make you a professional. <laughs> oh no, just the opposite. Maybe he listens to call her daddy and thinks that's how you're supposed to broadcast or something, but that is some serious vocal fry going Lieutenant, on. I have a great idea to help bring awareness to the community. Give me a podcast. I did a podcast. I did a podcast. It'll fill the hole in my soul. A podcast. All right. So here's some more vocal fry. But you mentioned before the word tandem. I don't think he understands what tandem means. But you tell me. Mm-hmm. So um, talking about the gangs part, also in guns. How does your team on the prevention side work in tandem with uh, guns and gangs? Work in tandem with them. How do you work in tandem with guns and gangs? Well, well what we do is we give them, we give them some weight to move, and, and they go out there and they do some business, and we you know give them some cover. That's how we work in tandem with them. Doesn't that is that what that sounds like? It kind of reminds me of like the U.S. foreign policy, which gives guns to whichever side doesn't have as many guns as the other side, just to keep the conflict going. Yeah. That's kind of like what it sounded like. He was doing. like, "How do you work in tandem with these gangs and guns?" Oh yeah, well we hand out guns to all the gangs. That's they need them. You do point on the vicious cycle again. If there were no gangs, then we wouldn't need a gang force. That's right. This guy'd be fucking out of business if he didn't have this going. All right. So now they're going to get into apparently. It's a circle jerk. Apparently, Vinny, they're going to talk gang members out of being drug dealers. Okay. This is how they're going to let them know it's not a good move financially. But when you think about. You know, the, that lifestyle, that lifestyle, there's, it's not very lucrative uh, for one. I mean, people think that drug dealing is actually lucrative. There's actually some, um, there's actually some data actually on drug dealing. And, and a lot, it's, it, it comes from the United States. It comes from the University of Chicago. Yeah. There's data that suggests that drug dealing is not lucrative. Mm. Um, Your Honor, I present to you Mexico. Turns out drug dealing is extremely lucrative, and this guy's full of shit. I know that they're pretty oh. far removed from Mexico. But- the University of Chicago says so? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Carl. I'm not buying it. Number you know one. what else isn't lucrative? An NFL career. So don't even try, kids. Oh, you want to be a basketball star? There's no money in that. What are you doing? I've been thinking about this because I'm actually working on a bit, and I don't want to do material. But like, what I've been thinking about is the fact that They've legalized weed mm-hmm. in a lot of states. Sure. And like me personally, I used to enjoy helping my buddy Ryan pay his child support. Yeah. And now I got to help out some fucking bodega holder or whoever the fuck. Right. So like the markets are changing with legal weed. So he's probably not wrong. It's not as profitable as it used to be, especially in Canada, because they've legalized it there for a while now, haven't they? Whose side are you on, Vinny Paulino? The gang task force. No. <laughs> and I also blue. like how this fucking guy Axel is like, we're going to talk to them and get these people out of it. I can imagine yeah. this dickhead yeah. walking into a room 
with like a bunch of gang people, like David Brent from The Office, like, hey, have you checked out my podcast and <laughs> yeah, just flipping right. a chair around? Hey, guys, I want to read you this study from the University of Chicago that talks about what you can make selling drugs. Not as great as you think it is. Hold it on. Turns let me just, out drugs aren't cool. <laughs> let me just leaf through this report. All right, so. Very good stuff, Toronto. Will they find a way to let you know like what you could be doing instead of drug dealing? But it was actually this equivalent to a McDonald's salary, and not to knock McDonald's because McDonald's is a pretty, uh, pretty good yeah. um, job. Um, actually, my brother used to work there. But um, <laughs> you're not making more than than really. It's the risk factor here, it's a huge right? Risk factor. Yeah. yeah. All right. So maybe you make as much money as you do working at McDonald's, but it's the hours. The flexibility of drug dealing is it really attracts a lot of these young you men. Know, it's the same money as McDonald's, just not as much prestige. I love that he goes, and by the way, I'm not knocking working at McDonald's. No, you are. I'm pretty sure that you are. No, my brother used to work there. You're not going to make as much money as you think you're going to make. You're going to make like McDonald's money. And by the way, that's okay. Yeah, right. That's pretty cool, too. You don't want to hurt anyone's feelings in Canada. So this is great because now uh, Axel the Frog here. Tries to make a joke, I think, but he misses by a mile. I'm down to get hurt by a friar than get shot. You know, like that's it's just the plain. That's very interesting. And I think that's what a lot of people need to realize. I think he was trying to say this more dangerous line of work to be a drug dealer. Than to work I'm starting McDonald's. to think that, this, that the host is actually a puppet. This <laughs> is an so actual too, yeah. fucking puppet. This is a Muppet <laughs> with a fucking podcast. It's Holy Canadian. shit, is this Cardiff's other podcast? Did we discover Cardiff's other podcast? Cardiff's the brother who worked at McDonald's. Holy shit. This all makes sense now. Cardiff ain't working at McDonald's. He's a pro. Toronto police puppet. <laughs> TP puppet. I need one. Somebody make me the Toronto police puppet. I need it. That Listen, I want to hear what this guy's up to. This is great. All right. So now they're going to talk about the risk factors involved in entering into the gang life. Because this guy, who's part of the gang prevention task force, his whole job is to prevent gangs from happening and forming. Sure, girls might think you're cool. You might get a nice car. This is great, Vinny, because I bet you can name off more reasons. So this guy, 20 years experience on the force, and he tries to rattle off the top of his head the risk factors involved in getting into gang violence. Okay. Um, and the risk factors could be, you know, some of the major risk factors are just uh, single parents, um, having a, uh, you know, a child coming from a single parent home, mm-hmm. um, you know, living in a, in a, neighborhood, uh, social disorganization, um, yeah, different things like that. And I'd, I'd be trying to, I'd be here for a while trying to pull them all out of my head. So I'm not going to do that. Two. He came up with two off the top of his head. He's like, look, I mean, I could sit here and try to think of the other ones, but you know what I think happened right there, Vinny? Because you and I could probably rattle off a few of these things, sure. these risk factors. I think he realized that the more things he says, the more racist it's going to sound. You know, and if you're into like Ice Cube, and uh, if you're, uh, you know, never mind. It's not a. I mean, there's a lot of reasons, but Carl, I just was thinking to myself: if yeah. I had a child, would I be more disappointed if my kid came home and told me that I'm selling weed, mm-hmm. or they work at McDonald's? Well, I'd be happy if both of them brought me leftovers after work. True. But yes. I don't know. I would probably be happier the enterprising kid who went out and like started his own business versus the kid who's working for the man at McDonald's. 
And maybe weed isn't that lucrative, especially as you mentioned, because of the legalization. But you can work your way up to coke and crack and meth. Like, you know, it's a it's a journey. It's a career path. I'd be like, you got into weed? <laughs> you got into weed, you yeah. idiot? Coke is where the money's at, coke stupid. Coke is where the money's at, stupid. How many times do I have to tell you? Seriously. Go to your room. The dumb kid uh, you've raised here. <laughs> I'm playing my wife. All right, so now they're going to explain. With all that dare shit she shoved in his face. So one of the risk factors that he brought up was that some of these people grow up in communities that kind of suck, where there's already gang violence happening all the time. Sure. And he explains what's happening in those communities. We're scared to use the parks. We're scared to do this. And I saw that as, a, as an officer in 31 Division when I worked there. Um, I saw, a, a you know, in the summertime, a water um, splash pad not being used. I saw a park not being used at any hour, whenever you drive in it, not being used. So the people who live in the neighborhood are afraid to be in the parks because they don't want to be part of the crossfire. And Vinny, we live yeah. in Rochester, New York. Yeah. Very lovely town with a shit ton. We have to run across the parking lot to get into the building. A shit ton of violence in this town. And you know what the solution is? They keep building parks. They're converting the Court Street Bridge into a fucking park. We have so many goddamn parks in this town. That's all they do. They're like, you know what the problem is? You know everyone's killing each other. Not the parks. Carl, That's I, not didn't it. Even, I did not even think about this, but you are 100% right. That's not it. Wow. It's not fixing anything, guys. Stop it with the You park. know what this community needs? <laughs> Another place for kids to loiter. <laughs> yeah, we need seven That's more parks. That's what we need. Jesus Christ. No one wants to use the parks. Dude, you know what be funny? What you ought to do is the same thing that like shopping plazas do. When they would have problems with kids like hanging out in areas, yeah, they would put these speakers that would just blast and like old, not cool music. Dude, literally the Seven Eleven on Monroe Ave that I ride my bicycle by. Make fun of me all you want, assholes. I ride my bicycle by every day when it's nice out. It looks a little bit like the Muppets Take Manhattan that scene with the skinny little legs on the bike. I get it. It um, they blast opera music right outside oh. of their store, and it fucking works. Mm-hmm. It works. That shit. Or it just froths maniacs into homicidal rages. <laughs> yeah, that's but, you know, too. Whatever. Right, whatever. As long as they take it out on the stores across the street. They're just playing fucking, uh, what is it? Today we take down the Renaissance. Let's go. So um, anyway, I have one more clip on here. We're taking Ed rights. We're taking Ed rights. <laughs> Oh, Edwards is already taken. All right, these are all local jokes. All right, yeah. so um, this is the last clip I have. Finally, the solution. They've figured it out. They've figured out how to get rid of the gangs and the gang violence. It started as just an hour. Police officers kind of engaging. It has got bigger and bigger where stakeholders, uh, grassroots agencies have all joined in where now you're having ice cream trucks show up. We had the Brampton Batman show up. Ice cream trucks and jerk-offs dressed as superheroes is what's going to solve the problem. Thank you, Canada. Thanks for doing the legwork for us. We'll take it from here. Appreciate it. And, like, is there that much gun violence in Toronto? Probably not. Yeah, like... I know. I don't think of gang warfare when I think of Toronto. I have to be honest with you. Honestly, I'm sure they have a problem, but... I, I love Toronto. It's one of my favorite yeah. cities to visit. It's nice. It's just fun, and you could walk anywhere, and you're not going to have a problem. It's just fine. Well, the homeless people are all Asian, which is weird at first. Yeah, I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, right. Fine. It works out really well. Yeah. It's easy to ignore the needy when they don't speak your language. Oh, I don't have any yen. I don't carry yen on me, sir. I'm sorry. I can't help you with that. 
<laughs> All right, let's move on. We We're not voice- good people, Carl. Do we have any voicemails? We're not good people. <laughs> we do. We have a bunch of voicemails today. Right. And uh, where to start? Here we go. <laughs> Somebody in the chat says, I've seen the Brampton Batman, and he's awesome. All right. I stand corrected. Maybe that is the solution. Is that like all. the Waukegan Batman? I don't know. Do you know about the Waukegan Batman? No. Have I ever told you about it? No, I don't think so. So my buddy, the feral human Mike, the mm. one who's done the show every now and again, yeah. when he was in the Navy, he told me that there was like this whole wives' tale going around about this guy they called the Waukegan Batman, and there was one town that they'd be like, don't go to the strippers of that town, because like people have woken up handcuffed to the bed, and they got raped by a dude in a Batman suit. Oh, no shit. Yeah, they called him the Waukegan Batman for some reason. I don't know why, but it was like literally a Navy myth. I wonder what's on that utility belt. <laughs> Trojans. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. This is uh, from the pizza guy who's mad that we took away his prize. I told him just text Hold me. On. The- Hold on. Do we have a sponsor for this segment? Oh, shit. Thank you, Carl. I God saw McBride you. earlier in the uh, chat. God bless you. The Creep Off voicemail segment is brought to you by the City of Syracuse. Named after the ancient Greek city, it is all the building dilapidation, but way more places to vomit. See you in Syracuse. Very good. Solid work. This one is from the Pizza Hut guy who's mad that we took his prize away last week. Just text the number, your email, I gotcha. Carl, Vinny, this is the Pizza Hut guy. How did you take away my win? That's such bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, that's fucked up. That guy's story was too fucking long. Like I haven't gotten blood in someone's food. Give me some. Give me some fucking credit here. All right, bye. Hate you. <laughs> Just text me your email. I got right. you, dude. We'll, we'll get you, buddy. All right. Here's somebody who actually. The only loser on this show is me. All right. We don't want the, no. the listeners to be losers. It's, too. it's me today. Well, that's true. That's true. Holy shit! Uh, I actually used to listen to that dark poutine show a few years ago. Uh, fiance recommended it. I just want to say they had a previous co-host. The main guy with his narration, I think, is he can be all right. But his previous co-host, his only point in the show was to either do the same sarcastic, "Oh, wow, he, he sounds like a nice guy," huh? or it'd be like, "And then he murdered a child," and the guy would just go, "Oh, fuck, God, I'm so disgusted." Yeah, I I had to quit. That. I was just, I was fucking annoyed. Well, thank you for listening to The Creep Off. Yes, that's why people come to The Creep Off, because they get annoyed with that nonsense and that horse shit. And I agree. That co-host did no- added nothing to the show. Yeah. Dark poutine, just like regular poutine. It sucks. Yes. Hello, Carl and Vinny. Uh, Ian from Australia calling. Uh, not personally related to anything I did while working in restaurant kitchens or whatever. But there's a thing uh, in Asia called, well, I don't know, it could be everywhere, called gutter oil. Um, Essentially, people walk around, they make a living opening manhole covers and pulling uh, fat that is accumulated in sewers, pulling that out, rendering it, selling it back to restaurants. It is very disgusting. Apparently, a massive proportion of restaurants and food carts in China and stuff use gutter oil. Um, yeah, it's pretty foul. I think it suits, uh, you know, gross stuff on your show. Enjoy. Bye. Do you have any interest in visiting China anytime, Vinny? I was watching television the other night. Yeah. And uh, there was a thing about Tokyo that came on. Mm-hmm. And it was like tourism of Tokyo. And I was okay. like, oh, hmm, that's really close to China. I'm out. <laughs> What? Like, geographically. <laughs> I just don't want to get anywhere near China. 
That's retarded. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's one of the dumber things you've said. Could be. You ever want to go to China? Dude, I didn't want to go to Toronto. Wait, what? What does that have to do with anything? I said Tokyo. I know. I understand. All right. I have a voicemail for us. Please. Is it a long hey, song? Hey, uh, so on the on the most recent creep-off, you guys mentioned the fact that you wanted to have Kaya back on. Yeah. And Vinny's working on it. I don't really think that's a good answer. I think Kai was one of the best guests you had on. Agreed. Period. And I mean, uh, I mean, maybe I'm biased for some reason, but I think Kai is a pretty good um, candidate to creep off. Uh, he like um, host. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You guys should do him again, basically. All I'm saying because the time he broke down that. Yeah, One yeah, yeah. dude that was like a fucking pedophile, transgender, fucking yeah. suing everybody. That, that was pretty good. But anyway, we're all on the same page here, sir. Yes. Yeah, no, we all the like the only problem is we're trying to get Kaya, but we need to uh, mail him a shovel. Right. I, I just saw right before we started the show, there was another earthquake in Turkey today. So, yeah. Best, you know, obviously we hope everything's okay for him, but yeah. I haven't heard back from him. So like, I, I have. Trying, you have. Yeah. He's, he's coming out of WTP on Wednesday. <laughs> How's your day going, Vinny? <laughs> Kai is the best for this show, though, because he loves these types of people. He loves little cows. He's always researching. He's always pointing them out, and he's been fantastic on the creep-off. And I do hope we get him out again soon. Maybe I should ask him. I'll talk to him on Wednesday. I'll see if I can get him scheduled for the creep-off. Oh, boy, Vinny. <laughs> All right, what else we got? I'm swimming soon, buddy. Hey, Vinny, Carl, quick suggestion for the uh, Wheel of Consequences. I think if one of you land on this consequence, you have to rub one out thinking of the other uh, co-host. Bye. <laughs> I don't think that's possible, sir. Shade, put it out of the wheel. Put it out of the wheel. <laughs> Carl, spit it today. Rub put one, it out of the wheel. You fucking asshole. Out. I don't know about that. Oh, God. <laughs> Hello guys, Guy 69 here. Just hey, wanted to guy. say the uh, Vinny is Fat song is an absolute instant classic there. <laughs> um, I'd suggest getting it released uh, through iTunes or whatever. I'll definitely buy five copies. Thank you. You fat and ugly piece of shit. <laughs> the Boner guy's making some good points over there. Yeah, here's one for you. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ, Carl. Rooting for you on the creep buff is like rooting for the fucking Buffalo Bills. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, buddy. Yeah, Josh Allen should be spitted. Um, here's a really good question. Okay. Hey, guys. Uh, I just had a question. I know you want to report creeps. Like, people can call in and report on them. But are you taking auditions for how I would be murdered and people would get away with it? I think I have a good idea as to how I would get murdered and someone would get away with it. Okay. And I'm interested to hear your feedback. Thanks, guys. Well, listen, guys, I'm not looking to actually give people tips on how to get away with murder. But was he saying that he would be mur- the one who was murdered? Yeah. But the other like, person would get away with it? Yeah. Which is basically the same thing. I think he's trying to like use reverse psychology on oh, us. Maybe that's what it is. And, and sir, the answer to your question is we will gladly listen depending on what level of Patreon you are in. Of course. That's how everything works around here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hold on. There's one here from our buddy... Dun, 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 dun. Cam Critical, Mean Doug was on the most recent episode of Who Are These Podcasts. That is out currently. New episode coming out this week. Okay. This one came from our buddy uh, 
Here we go. This one came in from our pal Kevbot, who we haven't heard from in a long yeah, time. Yeah, it's been a while. Kevbot, this is a little all over the place, but... Hey, Benny, it's Kevbot, and I've got a suggestion. If Carl don't do the drive to Gary Ender within a month, if he loses this time in a row, y'all need to put on the wheel whoever lands on that square or whatever triangle piece, piece of pizza. We get it, yeah. Mm-hmm. They have to go to Detroit and take place in the prettiest butthole competition. Oh, Jesus, yeah. See ya! <laughs> yeah. I'm familiar with this. They talk about it on the Drew and Mike show. Oh, well, Hannah wins. <laughs> no doubt. Hands down. Hannah wins. Yes. Uh, Carl. Yes, sir. Can we can we continue to recruit for a creep-off review, Carl? Yeah, I mean, we had uh, Yucko for a little while there. Yeah. Probably do better than that. Yeah, I we probably could. If you want to be the review girl of the creep off, let us know. We'd love to have you. Um, and then here's one. Well, you know, too long. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. We're moving on to the scum parade. Let's move on. Guys, then. 45 seconds with the voicemails. At most. Scum parade. Take me on a raid of these fuck charades that these creeps have made. Scum parade. Vinny and Carl gonna tell you about Everything some fuck shit. Everything's Scum parade, like stories of a kid fucked by his mom or dad, soaking up the blood of a cat. Scum parade. I can't handle it anymore. Can I just say, people who are watching live, we appreciate you being here. Thank you for doing that. If you can find a way to give us some super chats, but he's having a really bad day, it would go a long way for us. He I, could really use it. I'm going to. He's having a tough one. Today, nothing <laughs> works, man. Remember that Opie and Anthony uh, bit when the guy was calling for the mental institution? Nothing works. <laughs> nothing here. works I here. Hate it. Hate it. Here. That's that's many today. Uh, and then okay, that's good. Another alert. Cool. So, Carl, let's do a scum parade, and let's start with a gentleman named uh, Jeremy Robert Powell. Okay. Now, the story goes that a man by the name of Michael Hopfer woke up one morning. He works for the Villages down there in Florida. And uh, the day after the Super Bowl, he walked down to his car to go to work, mm-hmm. just the same way a lot of us did. And it looked like a, a Philadelphia uh, Philadelphia Eagles fan got to his car. It looked like a Eagles celebration, huh? No, it looked like an Eagles pissed off that they lost mm. celebration. Uh scratched up his whole car. Car is scratched to fuck. The windshield wipers are ripped off. There's a giant fucking turd on the roof of his car. Yes. Carl, how did it get there? A gentleman that is mad at him over his new relationship with a girlfriend Mm. decided to go over to his house, fuck up his car, and shit on the roof. Now, Now, he did this at 10.30 p.m. the Sunday of the Super Bowl. And they're convinced it's about a girl, but I think it's about that holding call that made it impossible for the Eagles to cover the spread. Because I was ready to shit out some cars after that shit happened. Yeah, so either way, he got arrested for this. Did you know? I guess I'm doing this story because I want everybody to know it's illegal to shit on people's things. Is you that? could get arrested for okay. that. It's a creep move. You got to learn from Stuttering John's audiobook, you always want to shit in the toilet. That's an important part of shitting, into the toilet. Yeah. And, you know, the old way you used to do was paper bag on fire, mm-hmm. plausible deniability. When you just leave the turd there, everybody's going, yeah. And worst part is, Carl, there was a camera watching the whole fucking right. thing. Yeah. Also, if this guy owned a convertible, it would have been way funnier. 
just shitting on the hood of someone's car is not that impressive. It's not. You're just a creep at that point. Yep. So we're going to move on to Japan, Carl. Coyota, Japan. A man was arrested Tuesday on suspicion of filming upskirt videos. Mm. Now, imagine the police's surprise when the man, after he's taken into custody, confesses that, they're like, were you filming under that woman's skirt? And he's like, was I? It's my whole business. Yeah. Vinny, did this, blow, did this article blow your mind? Well, my first thought was, this is the negative consequence of boring out genitalia in Japanese porn. Yes. This is what happens from this. This guy made a living from upskirt videos. He made around 150 million yen over a period of 12 years. How much is that in U.S. dollars? 1.1 million dollars. Holy shit. Do you make that much from your videos that you take, Vinny? Really? Mm. All right, so it is lucrative. Yeah. Even in this part All of the, the world. All the feeder videos that I make. <laughs> just <laughs> send me more. Uh, Masaki Mori, he's 46 years old. He admitted to the allegation saying he made a living off of selling non-consensually filmed videos to adult websites. He allegedly violated a local anti-nuisance ordinance by filming the upskirt videos of 112 women between February 21st, 2021 and October 2022. Holy shit, he made $1.1 in, like, a year. Dude, he's been doing it for over 12 years, he oh, said. Oh, okay, okay. So uh, he was doing this at a commercial facility in Western Japan, and basically he would attach a smartphone to his bag mm -hmm. and get really close and just, like, I guess the way you would do it is... Oh, please tell us, Vinny. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, <laughs> explain us precisely how you would pull this off. Okay, kids. This is a recycling bag. Okay. And what I think this fucking guy did, right? He's walking around with his bag. Okay? And then he's got his phone like this taped to the side of the bag. Okay. So he could just walk up next to somebody and just kind of keep it close to him behind him or whatever and sneak that camera right in there. Could you imagine coming home after a grueling eight-hour shift of filming upskirt videos and just like your wife wants to talk, you're like... I just needed to decompress, all right? I've had a very long day of walking around and filming girls' vaginas without consent. Give me a minute. What happened to the guy comes home, he gets the newspaper, right. there's a drink. Yeah, maybe have some dinner on the stove. What's going on over here? Where's your pearls, honey? Where's your pearls? <laughs> this whole thing is just really blew my mind. $1.1 million off of that. From, from upskirt videos. They are desperate to see some vag. This is the first time I've ever seen something like that for these. Yeah. Like, we know that people do them because they're pervy and they want them for themselves. We know people do them because we host the creep off. That's why I know about it. Well, I'm just saying that maybe this person listened to the show and realized there was a market for yeah. so many people who wanted this that didn't want to take the risk. I blame us too, Vinny. I think that's very big of you. This might be our fault. <laughs> this one might be on us, guys. We're very big in Japan, just like Stuttering John. We actually are. Yeah. Augusta, Georgia. We get a lot of downloads in Japan. Sure. A man who recently worked for the Richmond County School System was arrested lately, uh, recently after he was caught ticking, tickling and licking a seven-year-old boy's feet at an urban air adventure park. Okay, Vinny? Yeah. We have found the winner of the creep-off. We, we need to look no further. This fucking guy... Was licking a seven-year-old boy's feet? And tickling him. Corey Rollins, 25, of Augusta. 
He was arrested Wednesday and accused of licking a child's feet between 3.30 p.m. and 4 p.m. January 14th. Now, at the time of the crime, he apparently worked at Glen Hills Elementary School. An incident report from the Richmond County deputies described what happened at Urban Air Adventure Park. Upon arrival, deputies met with the business owner, who stated Rollins was unaccompanied in the building and in a fenced-in area where children play. The guardian of the victim told Gilbert that Rollins approached the victim in the fenced area. The victim stated Rollins tickled his feet, asked him to remove his socks, and licked them both. Oh, God. Rollins told deputies... This is the grossest story we've covered on here. He was originally there with his family, but they left. The owner stated the security camera did not record the incident due to the location. Who cares if he was there with family or not? He's licking boys' feet. He's a tootsie sucker. At that point, we're going to have to ask you to leave, sir. Yeah. No, no, that's my nephew over there. Doesn't matter. You're licking this boy's feet. You have to fucking go. This is enough. Would you like to know what the school that he worked for thought of this? What do they think about it, Vinny? Uh, They released a statement. Uh, Rollins is no longer an employee of the Richmond County School System. That's their statement. He should really get a job at a bowling alley. Yeah. If if you want to be around little boy's feet, there you go, buddy. Disgusting. Yeah. Taking a big whiff before you spray those things down. Dude. Ugh. Little kid running around all day. Jumping around on trampolines. This is one of those like trampoline places, right? I guess. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Fucking gross, dude. Fucking gross. Kill yourself. I don't say that very often out here, Vinny. You really you know. don't. That one, that guy, that really got to me. Yuck. Yeah, Carl does not like pictures of little boys' feet. Especially normal ones. <laughs> yeah. He gets jealous and angry. <laughs> no one wanted to lick my feet. <laughs> There I was at the air park, <laughs> just sitting there with my shoes off on the bench, yep. just twinkling my little toes. Yeah, I was sitting on the bench with my feet up like, ah, I'm going to take a nap. If anyone were to walk over here and want to lick my tootsies. Just waving his little toes in the air. <laughs> Nothing I can do about it. And I mean, the other kids were walking by going. <laughs> I did not smell good. You know what? I, it's actually really interesting and telling to me that like you're so disgusted by children's feet. Like you don't have kids, so you don't know how gross kids' feet really are. I think I the do. only th- the only point of reference I believe you actually have is your own, and I think that that might be what's doing this to you. <laughs> Fine, I think you might. Be- Fine, Vinny. I'm just saying this guy wins the creep bomb. This is the creepiest story. Fine, I've ever heard. All right, last story. Guess where we're going for it, Carl. Um, let's see. I think we're going to Sarasota, which I believe is Florida. Oh, what do you know? The theme everybody hates works. Jesus Christ. Sarasota, Florida, Carl. Let's go out in style. Authorities arrested a 38-year-old man following a car crash after he allegedly tied up a 70-year-old woman, sexually assaulted her, and stole a 66-year-old woman's vehicle. All right, that sounds terrible, but Vinny, in Sarasota, there aren't a lot of options for women you could sexually assault. Oh, God, no. Yeah. I mean, Every one of them looks like one of the... like one of the younger women. Like one of the ladies you'd see in the background on the Golden Girls. Every fucking single one of them. Oh, no, it's literally 80 for Brady... Is happening every day of the week down there. It's terrible. <laughs> Dude, that movie that is so <laughs> repulsive to me. Did you see? So I had to look this up. Sorry, a little uh, tangent here. No, this belongs on the creep up. I had to look this for up. for Brady. Fuck you, I'm Hollywood. like, who the fuck would go to see this movie? They must have 
tanked at the box office. So I look it up. Opening weekend, it was number two, and it actually... Oh, that's accurate. It, sur- <laughs> yeah, it was a number two. It surpassed expectations, bringing in $12.5 million in its opening weekend at the box office. Just like, just like Tom's number 12. Oh, yuck. And normally what they'll do is they'll show you domestic gross and international gross. And really what matters is international growth. A lot of these movies are being Absolutely. made for the international audience, China and other places. It did $12.5 million, uh, domestically and $12.5 million total internationally because no one gives a fuck about football or Tom Brady or 80-year-old women who enjoy football do anywhere. You, do you remember the last time the NFL tried to make a movie? It was that draft day piece of shit that they oh, made with yeah. Kevin Costner right. where the Browns were going to be good. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't buy it. Hey. Okay. Yeah, Waterworld was more realistic than that shit. <laughs> Dude, Carl, that movie looks horrific. That scene where they show, what's her name, uh, Ted Turner's ex-wife there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, standing there, Gronk is, like, holding her, and he's Ugh. giving her, like, this romantic look. I want to break my television. Yeah. I cannot stand Rob Gronkowski's face. I hear you. Ugh. Brady's no present either. He's not a treat. All right. Somebody in the chat is saying that 80 for Brady beat Avatar 2. Avatar 2 grossed like $2.5 billion. It didn't just come out that weekend. Yeah. Which, by the way, I don't know anyone who's seen Avatar 2. Do you know anyone who's seen that movie? I'm like, that must have been a flop, right? No one talks about it. I've never, seen, I've never talked to anyone about it. I, it did I a, think, sh- a ton of fucking business. I think psychotic nerds are going and watching it and then getting in line again and watching it again. Is that what's again. going on? Because, God, that movie looked terrible. It, it's a fucking the first cartoon. one was the garbage. 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 It's so stupid. Special effects were neat, but... Real, so stupid. Dude, fine. The special effects are great. How about a story that I like? No, you're not going to get that. Not going to get that. Not from James Cameron. You know, that guy used to make some good movies. Did he? Didn't he make Titanic too? He made Terminator. Dude, t- oh, yeah, that was good. Titanic sucked. Titanic sucks too. Yeah. We go all day on this. That should be our new podcast. Yeah. Movies we don't like because we're too cool for them. Yeah, and I haven't even seen very many movies, so this will be a very short-lived podcast. All right. Well, let's get back to this 38-year-old man raping a 70-year-old in Florida. Oh, yeah, that's right. So we can leave. That's what we were talking about. Now I remember. I still have to do another show today. Oh, me too. In the studio. I'm doing a show with Husey today. Really? Yeah. Well, tell Husey hello. I will. Very good. Come on. Come on. All right. According to the statement, on February 12th at approximately 4.30 p.m., the Sarasota County Sheriff's Office received a call from a woman who alleged Marcin Wasig drove off at her car. Deputies went to the residence and learned a 70-year-old victim had been bound and raped. Wong also allegedly stole $900 from the 66-year-old woman. So I think this is like a Golden Girl situation yeah, with these two, two old ladies that yeah. live together. Right. I don't know if they... Carl's not looking. Like, I don't know if they... But, you know, they, they live That'd together. be a very dry scissor. I mean, let's put it that way. Someone so can get hurt. They reported the stolen vehicle. They're looking for him, and deputies tried to stop him. They see the vehicle. They try to stop him, and then he crashed the car <laughs> instead of stopping in a head-on collision, it said. Now, according to the redacted probable cause affidavit, he was a tenant in one of the victim's houses, and she was in the process of evicting him. Okay, so... Vinny. So these ladies lived together. He lived at the house somewhere else and then went to their house. I was like, I'm going to rape her, steal $900 and take her car. This might be unpopular, but I have to take Marcin's side on this one. So Why is that? Why is that? He doesn't have the money for rent. Mm-hmm. He owes her rent money. She wants to evict him. Mm-hmm. So he tried to pay with sex. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of gas, grass, or ass? Mm-hmm. No one rides for free. Yeah. 
It's kind of that sort of thing. He's just like, look, I don't have the money, but I can give you a mile of cock. Will that make up for it? Well, this is one of those situations, kind of like when you go into a store mm-hmm. and like, sorry, we can't take any bills bigger than a 20. And they're just like, sorry, you know, your money's good. We just don't want that particular money. Mm. This is what happened to this poor lady. And yeah. he was like, no, you're taking my money and made a big deal of it. Yeah. And, you know, that's how you get raped. Um, well, speaking to investigators, Austin said he was upset after an argument with one of the women. He admitted to taking $900 from the 66-year-old and said he used $300 of it to purchase crack. Oh, good old-fashioned crackhead. I miss crackheads. We're always talking about meth heads these days. He denied the sexual battery, but he's being held on charges of sexual assault, robbery, vehicle theft, aggravated battery, kidnapping, and several other counts. Not to bring this up again, but if the CIA had known that white people might get hooked on crack, I don't know that they would have invented it. This is not what they were hoping for. Is that going to be the new season of Snowfall? Yes. Mm, Looking forward to it. Carl, we did a lot today. But yeah, you know we, we didn't know. do yet. Right, yeah, hey, but you know it's, it's we didn't do yet. important to be nice. Do you know what we didn't do yet? Do you know what we didn't do yet? We didn't spin the wheel. It's time to spin the wheel. Hold on. You know what, dude? You know what really makes me mad? Everything was so fucked up. I didn't even get to play my victory music. So I'm going to do it right now. Super kick Carl. Super kick. All right. Super kick. Carl in his dick. All right, I feel better now. I have something to play as well for the people who have been hanging out patiently with us here. Oh, I guess I, I guess I muted. I wonder what happened you, when, when why you, would you do that. We're a team. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, Vinny, can you get rid of the scoreboards? People can see the wheel over here. Carl, refresh everybody's mind as to the consequences. All right, so dinner with listeners is still on here. Yeah, we brought that back. People had requested we bring it back. Okay, well, there so. you go. Uh, murder and makeup. We have to create a video where we apply makeup while talking about yes. a true crime By the end event. of it, you need to look like you're going to perform in a drag show. Uh, oh, this is the new winner's choice, which I find to be bullshit. Uh, go to church. Five episode podcast series, Truck Nuts, Knife Edge Chops. From Colin Delaney. He's still around, huh? Oh, Colin's around. Absolutely. I just saw him a couple days ago. That's too bad. Uh, Patreon money, which has happened a couple of times now. Yeah, you've gotten mine. I want it back quick. Yeah, that was annoying. Pass the spin. This is what I'm always hoping for, people. The old pass the spin mm-hmm. so that it actually turns out that Vinny has to spin the wheel of consequences. Oh, be, that would be my day today. That would be your day today. That, that would sum fitting. up my day today. That seems fitting. Um, Cardiff stand-up, one of us, well, whoever lands on this has to go do an open mic with a stand-up set that Cardiff writes for us. Yes. I'll <laughs> help him if you land on it. Uh, $100 for the podcast Hitman. Yep. You put $100 in his uh, I should do that anyway. Commissary. Oh, really? You should? Because he wants to put his fucking dick in your wife. Who doesn't? Two-hour song torture. Hey, two-hour song torture. Um, Do you want to explain that one since you're all hot to trot on it? Oh, yeah. The two-hour song torture is based off of a prison uh, torture that they did to criminals where they just played baby shark at them for two hours while they were all handcuffed and Mm -hmm. they had to sit in a room with it. But we decided we're going to do two hours. Same song on repeat. You just have to stay in the room while it's going, and you can't turn it off. And uh, it will be live streamed. People will be able to watch your torture. Oh, so they're also being tortured, I see. No, no, they'll they have can fun. Put we'll put, yeah, they can mute it. <laughs> yeah, okay. And they can just watch you scratching the walls. 
Tom Myers Restaurant Challenge. That's where I have to drive to Baltimore and eat at Tom Myers fucking Mexican restaurant. Yep. That he works at. Yep. Or go to one of his Little League games. I don't give a shit. One okay. or the other. And then dinner with listeners. All right. Here we go. We're going to spin the wheel of consequences. Spin that wheel. Pass the spin. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Round and round it goes. Where it stops is not where I wanted it to. Go to church. God damn it. <laughs> Looks like I'll be going to church. <laughs> so here's how this is going to go. Please explain. Do I have to go to church in Gary, Indiana? That'd be fun. Oh, I picked the church. It's going to be lively. Yeah. No, you don't. You get to go to a church this Sunday. I'll pick it for you. And uh, you just, I'll drive you there and I'll pick you up when it's done so I know you can't leave. You just got to go to church for the whole Sunday morning. You know, there's people who don't think that that's a consequence. They don't realize growing up atheist how scary that sounds. Dude, I'm going to pick the craziest church too. I'm going to pick the one that has like the whoa. guitar bands and whoa, stuff. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time out. You get to pick the church? Yes. Of course. Hmm. I, there's a place called the Father's House that I hear is quite interested. I'm familiar. I think you might be going to the Father's House on Sunday. I hope they see you and like, Carl, why, why are you here? Oh, man. You know what I'm going to do when I when you go in there? You know what's going to happen? I'm going to follow you in, and I'm going to sign you up for shit while I'm You know I'm what's going to happen? It's going to be like uh, you know Righteous Gemstones kind of ordeal. I'm going to end up joining the family. I'll be having brunch with them after the mass i'm gonna get right in with these folks i'm taking over dude if you don't if this doesn't end up with you in an exorcism with you tied to a bed and them trying to cast the devil out of you i did it wrong i picked the wrong place because chris crimson says catholic it must be mass dude i've been to enough funerals and weddings that oh no, no. i'm no. not built for that you're not going to a mass you're going to crazy ass white church Somebody said, take him to a Jewish church. That's not, there's no such thing as a Jewish church, sir. Vinny, are there any snake handlers in churches near you? I don't know, but I'm going to Google it this week. We'll find out. How do you feel about snake handling, Carl? What are you, what's this turning into? I'm, I'm very confused at what I'm doing here. You're going to church. Yeah, no, I'm handling snakes. Yeah, and sure. Shit. What's People going do on? that. That's a thing. All right. So, all right, Carl, that's your consequence. You get to get a little bit of Jesus. Now, it's nice to be poor. Let's just. It's more important to be nice. We're to be back with a bonus episode on Wednesday. If you, they don't find me hanging in the studio before then. The, <laughs> Dude, the ceiling's going to collapse before you die. You're it is fine. A, it is a drop ceiling. I'll You're be okay. Fine. I'll survive. <laughs> Might get a little asbestos in the lungs. Yeah. It'll get me in the long run. So bye, folks. Goodbye. Play your goodbyes. Goodbye. I want your WATP goodbyes today. All That's right. how I feel. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, folks. Guess what? The episode's over. <laughs> Jesus, I gotta go. This is getting stupid. Bye, guys. That was a great episode. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Hey, bye. Goodbye.